Hello, my name is Ethan Hewlin. Like you, I live in a world that never stops moving. And also like you, I have stories. These are my stories. The true stories of a tryhard. Welcome back to True Stories of a Tryhard. I am Ethan Hewlin, and this week has something a little bit different. I'm all alone, which hasn't happened since the first two episodes of this show. I'm doing that for a very important reason. Because today's subject is very personal to me. Something that I've struggled with for a long time. And that is isolation. Isolation is the new epidemic that is sweeping this country at the moment. With as many as 43% of people feeling lonely at least once a day, according to um, the Health Resources and Services Administration. But isolation beyond that has been a recurring obstacle that I've had to overcome. I am an introvert, and by that token, I do recharge by being alone. But there comes a certain point when I have had enough. My my meter is full, per se. And when that happens the opposite effect of what normally happens to me, the recharging, I deplete myself. I become reclusive and lonely, as it were. So much so that I've learned that I need to seek out ways to interact with people, which some introverts may seem like the worst thing in the world, but I need it. And I'm sure I'm not alone in that. Please let me know if that's the case. But lately I've just been feeling very lonely and I felt like I needed to speak my I need to speak into this on my own. Because I know that there are a lot of you out there who are also alone, whether you said that to me or not, and that's fine. The fact that, you've, that you haven't said that to me is fine. The fact that you are lonely is not. And that's why community is important. And having a good community around you is essential for being a well-rounded person. I'm lucky enough that I have some very good friends who are willing to come and help me or, you know, hang out with me if I'm feeling down. And in fact, I hung out with one of my friends today as of recording. We went to the movies, we hung out for a little while, we we laughed, we talked, we had fun, we talked about life and goals and we made a few jokes along the way because that is what community is for. 
community is for supporting each other. That's how humanity started, was gathering together in small groups and eventually forming bigger groups until we have what we have today. We have a global civilization. And yet, despite being more connected than ever before, we are alone. And I would argue that the medium I'm recording this on, and things like it, are partially to blame. Not to say that they aren't powerful tools, because they are, but people need to have a sort of moderation for the... Um, for the amount of technology they use on a daily and weekly basis. In fact, I believe that everyone should track themselves in some way, shape, or form so that way they can have a good idea of how alone they really are and how alone they feel that they have the need to check in on other people's lives on social media rather than living their own. I'm sorry if I called anybody out. I'm not alone in that. In fact, I'm guilty of it. But you can't live your whole life on the sidelines. You need to be able to, to go out into the world either by yourself or with others, and experience life for what it is. Because life is beautiful. Life is worth living. Which leads me into this week's story. When I was a junior in high school, there was a point where I had been shunned by people that I had called friends. I don't know why, and at this point it doesn't really matter. But I was so lonely and so caught up in my emotions that I didn't know what to do, and I considered taking my own life. And it was thanks to someone who I actually consider a friend to pull me out of it. I came to her because I had to. In order to preserve my own life, I had to do it. And that was a big step for me in realizing just how important community is in this world. And how poisonous too much isolation can be. You know, you see those, those memes on wherever you get your memes of, you know, me staying in bed for the next 30 days after going out one Thursday night or whatever. And those are fine and dandy, but what people don't realize is that humans were built for connection. And too little connections weaken the mind. And while some, like me, recharge alone, there will always be that need to interact with others around you. And when you don't have that, when you are alone for too long, you end up 
hurting yourself as well as others. Because chances are, there are people who care about you and want you to be a part of their community. And you, I, need to expand mine. And that's why I created this podcast, for people like me. And for people who aren't like me. Because I'm trying to build my community. And this, the few of you that there are right now, and growing, I'm very happy that you're here. And I want you to invite your friends to be part of this community. So, if you haven't already, please rate and review this podcast on whatever medium you use. Because that enables me to get more exposure, enables the show to reach more people. And the more people listen, the more people hear my message. And the more people hear my message, the more people are enriched by it. So how do you build your community? Well, simpler than you might think. Start by connecting with mutual friends. Chances are you know people who know other people. And by meeting mutual friends, you can make new friends. In fact, that's how I met my best friend. We have mutual friends. He's been on this podcast before, uh, Ben. We met through um, our mutual friends, and nothing has been the same for either of us since. We've, uh, we've had so many good memories together and we continue to make more with those friends and by ourselves so that's that's that you also need to realize that you're making it harder than it needs to be and that's something that I struggle with big time I have a tendency to get into my own head with frequency in fact you know that's my anxiety manifesting itself as me getting into my head and saying, well, what if this? What if that? What if... What if I'm not good enough? What if people don't like me? What if I don't do as well on this test as I think I will? What if I don't impress these people? What if I don't say the right thing? What if I don't do the right thing? What if I die today? And that what-if mentality creates an environment that isn't healthy or safe for anybody. So by starting to realize that most of it's in your head, you can begin to break down the barrier between you and other people. You also need to put yourself out there and have the ability to take the first step. That has not come easy for me, but I'm a lot better at it than I used to be. Because every so often, now, I'll see someone's shirt or hair or just something physical about them. It doesn't have to be, you know, especially deep, but just telling people that you like something about them is a very meaningful and powerful thing. And it can lead to great things, such as a friendship. And that is very 
Very important. You also need to be able to open your mind to what other people think. A big, big way that people get divided is that they don't have the ability to listen to what other people have to say. In fact, that's one of the biggest social problems that is happening today, is people are too afraid to accept what other people have to say and not agree with it. Hearing people out is an art that has been lost and needs to be brought back. Because being a decent person means having an opinion, but also having an open mind and being able to understand where someone else is coming from, even if they don't agree. So you can have people in your community who aren't exactly like you, and in fact, that's probably the best kind of community. The best kind of community is a diverse one, and that's why this world is amazing, because there are so many people from so many different places, from so many walks of life, and taking that first step and having an open mind to what others have to say is the first is the first big step to building your community and don't be afraid to be personal with people i understand you feel like not everyone needs to hear what's going on with you all the time but the more open you are with yourself the more open other people will be with you and sadly for me anyway you need to be able to have small talk with people at first. It's the breaking of the ice that's always been the most difficult thing for me to do. Just that first, hey, how are you? Because chances are, people are going to give the same answer. Fine. Good. Alright. So instead, change that. Change your question to something like, what was the best part of your day? What's the best part of your week? Where'd you get that shirt? Where do you go to get your hair cut? I'm not saying that you should start with this, but there are definitely ways to improve upon it. And be genuine. Nobody likes a fake person. In fact... I am very picky about the guests that I bring on because I want genuine people to come on here. And everyone I've asked that said yes and has said no have all been genuine. And that's the most important thing to building your communities, building it on a genuine, solid friendship. And don't be afraid to be yourself. I know that can be hard especially in a professional setting, but there is a way to embrace who you are without, well, being weird. Even though being weird is perfectly fine, there's a certain point when weird goes too far. So just be aware of how weird you're being. Be weird with caution, as it were. And you need to make an effort to stay in touch with people. Because if it's a one-off conversation that never repeats itself, chances are that person will probably forget about you either in the next day or the next week. It's unfortunate, but 
there's never a second chance for a first impression. And if you provide no way for them to contact you, they probably won't. So staying in touch with people in whatever form, whether that's continued conversations in, per in person or online, that is the next step to building your community. Going back to being genuine, you also need to be there for the people who are in your community, not just um, disingenuously say, oh, I'm sorry, or my condolences, or I'll be there for you. Show, don't just tell. And that in and of itself is powerful because actions speak louder than words. They always do. At least in my experience, yours may be different. Another great way to build your community is through the art of reconnection. Find an old friend, someone that you haven't talked to in you know, a year, five years, ten years, and reach out if you have a way to do that. Because chances are things have probably changed. And there's going to be something for you to talk about. And something to talk about is the key. Conversation and communication is the key to keeping your community alive, thriving, and growing. And your community can never be too small. It might split off into smaller communities of people, but your community as a whole should keep evolving over time, whether that's keeping the same people or bringing in different ones. Growth and the growth mindset are both very important when keeping your community in mind. Find common ground with people, whether that's a similar interest in movies, sports, video games, hobbies, or even... Where, well, you're already on common ground, whether you're in the same you know, coffee shop, classroom, office, and having common ground, having the ability to unify is also important when building your community up. One of the most important tools in your arsenal of building a community is community experiences. Community experiences always draw people closer together because if nothing else it's something else to talk about for instance i as you know was in boy scouts for a lot of my teenage years and the thing that always brought us together was the monthly camping trips that we would go on and we would always have good memories to share from those many occasions in fact i'll share some now uh, there was one time we were camping out in the middle of nowhere, as you do, in a big open field. And me and a friend of mine were taking our tents down as we were getting ready to leave. And we were camping on top of this big hill. And we rolled the tent down the hill like a giant hamster wheel. And it was one of the most fun experiences that I've ever had as a scout and also one of the experiences that brought me closer to this friend than than ever it was his idea so it was a it was a fun time for us 
That same friend and I, along with several others, went to Colorado when I was 16 on what's called a high adventure, where you go to what's called a scout ranch, which is a, a giant scout camp in a more scenic area of the country for a couple of weeks. And you know, before then, we had trained for, for months and months because... You know, we're training on flat land and we're having to deal with the altitude when we go out to Colorado. So during those community experiences, as well as the experience of actually being there, we grew closer together as friends and our community around us grew closer together as well. So I hope by using those tips and tricks that I've picked up along the way, you too can build your community and prevent toxic isolation. Thank you once again for listening to True Stories of a Tryhard. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter. I'm on Instagram at ethan.t.hewlin. I'm on Twitter at etphonehome. The O's are zeros and the E's are threes. You can find my podcast on Instagram at truestoriespod and also on Twitter at truestoriespod. I'll be back with more stories next week. So until then, this is Ethan Hewlin, signing off.